Hello all and welcome back to another episode of The Root of All Ashley. If you're listening to this, then who's in my shower sing- singing show tunes? Well, anyway, I'm your host Ashley and here is always with me my co-host Adriana. Adriana, say hello to the people. I borrowed your loofah and I wanted to bring it back to you. You didn't tell me, you know, that the door was unlocked. I assumed that nobody was in there. I just heard the shower running and I'm sorry. I apologize. I told your husband. He said it was cool. So you can have your loofah back. It's mildly used. I'm going to burn that loofah. It's not that bad. I mean, you're not going to, you know, I mean, you know, you're not going to turn black or anything using it after me. It's fine. It's going to go into acid. Racist. Anyhow, so how are you doing today? Wait, hold on. That's not okay. What? I mean, you can't use the loofah that I borrowed from you. I washed it. I disinfected it. I'm and sharing a loofah with my husband. I don't share loofahs with anybody. Well, I'm not just anybody. Loofahs go in places that no one... I mean, well, people do go into, but not people I want to... That, no. Okay, now I need to go back and disinfect my body now. I use your loofah. I feel dirty. <sighs> the things I do for yeah. the show. How are you today? okay it's a monday you know um you know when someone when you guys are listening to this it's not gonna be a monday or maybe it is but it's a monday today it would go as expected today at work was just it wasn't super bad it was just a regular day up until literally the last 15 minutes of work where all day it was never busy uh it would be steady you know but never busy and then literally the last 10 minutes we had six people walk in and we're like, where, where the hell did all these people come from? And, you know, when you work at retail or any line of work and a bunch of people just show up like literally 10 minutes before you're closing, it is a nightmare. And you just, you just hate those people. You literally just hate them so bad. And um, since then, I just came home and relaxed because I'm also in an incredible amount of pain because I'm a woman and things have started and I'm just like, Bleh. For that, I'll, to just lay over and die. for that, I'll cover my ears and say, la, 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 female troubles. I have no idea what you're talking about. I feel your pain about the customers at the last part of the day. It happened to me also. And, you know, no matter how nice you are, no matter how professional you become, you'll turn into a raging dick when it's five minutes left and it's time to go home. And you see those last people trickle in knowing that they know that you're about to close, but they don't care because their life is way more important than yours. And... I have things to do, and the last thing I want to do is spend my last two minutes helping out your useless questions, but that's just me. That's just me being mean. I, Not really me, but yeah, it definitely comes out. For, for me, I can be understanding. I'm not super upset at people where they're coming in literally in their work uniform, like a nurse's or, you know, just clearly in your work uniform. And you, and because it's literally banker, banker's hours, it, like, you know, Monday through Wednesdays, we close at five, Thursdays and Fridays at six. So I understand that a lot of people are getting off at that time. So that sometimes if they need something ASAP, they have to get to us like right there at close. And they're super apologetic, even if they are, aren't, but I can tell, cause, again, they are in their work clothes. I'm like, okay, you know, they just need to sit down. They literally had no other time to do this and it's okay. I'm not too, I'm not super annoyed about it, but then there's the people, the retirees, the people that are, you know, again, they're retired. They have no income they are, or security, but they're not, they have literally nothing to do. They're not doing anything. And they're just, um, I have nothing else going on for me. It's like 15 minutes so close. I'm like, dude, really? You've the entire fucking day to be here. 
and your ass is like coming here 15 minutes to close 30 minutes before your fucking bedtime just to ask me about bullshit that you could have asked me at any other time of the day that's the people I hate and those are the people I hope that they step on my desk tell us how you really feel don't hold anything back this is a podcast you can say whatever you wish to just let it out it's okay yeah, just so annoying where, again, it, it, you don't have any care about the about employees. Obviously, people are there to do a job. They're obviously there to provide service. That's literally what customer service is all about. Does not mean you get to be an entitled douchebag where you just expect everything to happen for you and then the slightest inconvenience, you can be shitty, you can be rude, and just think, well, not my fucking problem. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, so today I had two people, that came, like I helped on the teller line. Uh, I, I go and help on the teller line occasionally. And there's two people that came up and was just a waste of my time. There's a guy that comes up having literally three big, huge gallon Ziploc baggies full of change. That's fine, dandy and all, except for my financial, financial institution does not have a coin machine. We don't do coin machines. For one, they're a liability. Two, they're very expensive pieces of equipment. Most financial institutions nowadays don't have those. There is a handful, or not handful, there's like maybe two that I'm aware of, but again, they are liabilities and they're very expensive. So I told the guy, you know, unfortunately, I said, I'm not able to do those. I said, I can give you as many wrappers as you want, but we don't have a coin machine and I'm not able to sit here and count all those for you. And the guy got a little snippy, but, you know, he was, he's like, I'm just going to take this to my other bank. And in my head, I'm like, good for fucking you. You think I fucking care? I see your bank account. You only have a few hundred bucks in there. You think I fucking care? But, you know, he's on his way. And the two girls that are behind the tar line, they're laughing because they know for me, I don't give a fuck. I want to tell you how it is. And you're not good. Like, you can't bully to get your way with me. I tell people how it is. They don't like it. They can go cry to the manager. My managers, they know how I handle things. And they're like... Ashley did nothing wrong. Go fuck yourself, too. And there's another person that came in to waste my time. He's trying, if you're familiar with Cash App, he's trying to blame us for putting his account in the negative. I'm like, dude, so you're using Cash App? Yes. How does money get on your Cash App? From your from my card. Your card that has launch on it. Well, yeah. Okay. That card has your money with your checking account. When you do transactions through Cash App, it is linked to lunch. <laughs> that money is just ma magically there. So you keep pulling, well, if I don't have money there, it shouldn't be charging. I said, well, you made the agreement with Cash App that Cash App can continue to take money from your account. You know, you don't have it there. That's the agreement. I didn't do I didn't agree to that. I said, you terms of service because we're not giving out the money. Cash App is taking it. As a bank, we do not send out your money. Um, the only way we actually send out your money is if you apply for a loan, and part of the loan is about us paying something off for you, and we send out those checks. Or you do bill pay, which you set up on your online banking. We don't set it up for you. Those are the only two instances we actually send out money for you. Other than that, we receive the money, and people take the money. But this guy, I had to keep going around and around with him to explain to him, that money is not magically there by Cash App. You keep doing transactions, it keep coming from your account. You don't know what to do. Ugh, he was very stupid. And then, at the end of, and then at the end of all this, the dumbass goes out the wrong fucking door and sets off our emergency alarm. 
And I'm just like, oh my god, no, no wonder this guy, like, like how his account is, the way that he is, I'm like, dude, he has like maybe one or two brain cells left. I actually felt bad for him in a very annoying way. I just verbally eye roll at people. And what I mean by verbally eye rolls, you say certain words and certain phrases in a way that you can tell, you know, that you're literally eye rolling at them. And the good thing is most people never catch that. Because you know, the way I approach people, and I treat them like they're, I treat them like they're five, and it does wonders. Of course, the people who come in with the wonderful, blissfully ignorant questions, I just stare at them. I answer really slow, and in a really kind of tone where they aren't too sure if I'm being joking, professional, or I'm just, yeah, just verbally eye rolling at them. So I understand it definitely works wonders. Um, all my colorful language and flowery language, I just mask in sarcasm. It definitely does wonders with my line of work, and without giving away too much. Um, I, uh, I'm in the business of providing a service where people can put their stuff. We'll just put it that way. And you would think, renting a box should be pretty easy. But no, people can't uh, read their contracts, understand uh, common sense things like pay your bill on time. In the end, it's my fault. Because in your first rule of management... Yeah, well, well shh, that's only on the weekends. I'm young, I need the money. Other than that... No, just uh, paying your bill on time. But in the first rule of management, everything is your fault, so I'm used to it. And um, our prostitution only goes on Sundays. That's the day of the Lord. Collection See, plate. I'm a manager. And it's like, you know what, this isn't my pay this isn't my pay grade because I love it when a manager's like, Oh, what would you do? How would you say this if you were the manager? I was like, That's the thing. I'm not the manager. I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna be respectful and I'm gonna keep myself in ways where I don't get written up or fired and I'm gonna make so and I don't give my like a a client any reason to complain about me but at the same time i'm going to tell you how it is and i'm not going to take bullshit i i'm one of those people that i sit there i don't have empathy and sympathy someone can sit in front of me and they can cry their eyes i hope my grandson stole my money my brother sister's boyfriend died and i'm so upset like i don't I, the bank doesn't it, this isn't like 40 30 20 years ago where you can submit a sob story and the bank is just gonna magically approve everything or just waive everything. No, the banks don't work like that nowadays. They look at numbers, they look at your history, they 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 need their money. Um, it's not like in a selfish way, but basically people try to use pity to get in lies to try to get their way, and nine out of 10 times, it's not even the truth. You usually figure it out just by looking at your account. Uh, we can see your account history. We Financial institutions make notes. So if you do something and you happen to get away with it, guess what? And we find out it stays on your account. So if you try that sob story again, it's there. You don't know it, but we know it. And we don't exactly say it. Like, oh yeah, you came in here and like saying that same story like a month ago. No, we know it. And we know like, well, we're not fucking doing this. One's friend. Like for instance, my manager, there's a member, a client, I'm sorry that planned a sob story that he needed to go to a funeral and he didn't have the money for it and he's like a daily member that comes in and so she felt sorry for him and she he was already applying for like a loan and she pushed for it to get approved she fought for it like this loan should have been denied for him and they approved it despite what how they argued with her like we really don't believe that this is you know okay it's a huge liability etc etc and she fought for him she put her name on the line 
just for the next day, the money that was supposedly used supposed to be used to for going to a funeral and all this other stuff for family, the amount that 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 loan was for was used to buy something like at a mattress store. I'm assuming a brand new bed set. That's what he did. And my manager was like, I will never do that again. I, she's like, I hate him, et cetera, et cetera. Well, she didn't say hate him, but I see it in her eyes. And I was like, see, this is why I don't take pity on people. I, I'm, I'm an asshole either way. Like, I, I'm a polite asshole, but I just don't buy stories. Sometimes you could be telling the truth, but I see people lie to me more than not. And then if people that try to bully me, I'm definitely not going to help you now. I look at your numbers. Do you have a history of being overdrafted a lot? Do you have a history of this? Do you have a history? Does your history of your account with us reflect, reflect badly on you? If it does, I'm not going to jump through hoops to help you because clearly you haven't been able to help yourself. Now, let's say you have a good clean history, enough, no red flags, nothing like that. Okay, yeah, I can help you out a little bit because what's it going to do to me? You know? So I look at things, I look at the numbers, which is what financial financial institutions look at. They look at the numbers. So I really wish people nowadays would stop with the sob stories. No one really cares. And you're, if, you, if you do happen to get an employee that does care, guess what? Then they, their hands are still tied and you're just making another person feel bad because you want to get your way. And I, I just hate that. I don't, I don't, do, I don't like to use sob stories to get my way. Like at any time, I, I hate that. And I hate it when people do it. And it makes me more mad at them when these people will sit there in front of me and cry. And this is why I'm glad I have the mask on because I'm like, and like my face is trying to say, oh my God, you're very, you're annoying me right now because you're crying. And again, I sound an asshole for because what I am, as I said, I'm so used to people that have done the crying and they end up being liars about it. So I just... I look at the facts. I don't believe in what you're saying. No, I see nothing wrong with that. You know, I mean, we have a business to run. It sounds callous. It sounds cold. But it's a business. Because in the end, you're putting your name on something, and that could backfire on you, and that can jeopardize your job. And nothing for nothing, I'm not losing my job for anyone. I don't care Uh what their story is, what their position is. They chose to sign a contract. They chose to make that agreement to use that particular institution to do business with. You didn't put a gun to the head. You didn't go to their house and make them do it. They did their own choice. So with their own choice, there are consequences with that. And that has nothing to do with you. It's nothing personal. Because at the end of the day, you have obligations financially and personally to do. And it's no one's fault but your own. So I understand. My line of work... I have a lot of people angry with me because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And they have no other outlet of their anger but then to point it at me, yours truly. So I'm on the front line of all the, um, you know, visceral and anger and spitefulness. And, oh, yeah, it's great. You know, I love to nod my head and smile and think to myself, well, no. No, sir, I can't go to hell. No, I can't do that for my mother. That will be heavily frowned upon. No, I can't uh, do that to myself either. If I could, I, if I, could, I would leave the house. So that's what I go through on a daily basis. But, you know, the job is worth it for what they pay me and how simple my job is and how um, rewarding it is. So I understand where you're coming from. Oh, well, you can go to I'm like, but sir, I'm already there. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, my job isn't that much, isn't that much of hell. It's actually really fun. And, 
it's been a long time since I said that about any job I've ever had. You know, the job that you and I shared, it wasn't fun. It had its moments, but it was not fun. It wasn't moments depending on who you worked with. That's what it was. Exactly. Like, we we were there. Fucking sucked. We were there for our associates, not necessarily the job or the people. Oh my gosh! So I I just love how actually there I felt like I had more power than anywhere because at the same at the end of the, it's a corporation, but the type of place it was, it couldn't get away with a lot more and. So I would, I remember firmly kicking people out, having a shitty attitude right back to them. Like, I mean, we've, we've talked about some of these things. I still remember because the location that we worked at was a very, very busy location. Um, so there would be days, like there's an event going on down the road, like the boat, like the boat races and things like that. And we would be swamped. So of course, you know, it happens to be a day where, because it's a boat race on a beach, most of our alcohol was being sold out and i remember there was two girls in the register um i was doing something in the back and this guy was asking for a specific beer and i told him let me go hey i'll go check for you no worries and i go to the back and i searched because again it's mostly empty at this point with the alcohol and i searched and i we you know turns out that we were out so you know, I come out of the cooler and I, you know, like signal to her that we were out, unfortunately. And she says, you know, oh, you know, I'm sorry, we're all out. And I don't remember out, like the context of it is like, he got so shitty because we were out of alcohol, of the, his specific type of alcohol, the beer he wanted. And he got so shitty about it. I'm like, yeah, because it's our fault. We should have reserved a case for you because we knew you were coming. You're like, that's so fucking stupid. So. You know, at this point, how shitty he was getting, I started to make my way up to the front. Because I'm like, oh hell. Um, I just happened to get behind the cash register area where he starts walking out. He's like halfway towards the door. And the girl, and you know, I don't blame her. She was in a very snarky way. She's like, have a good day, sir. And he comes, he immediately like turns and he's finger pointing and he's starting to shout. I like pushed her to the side, I got in front of her, and I looked at him, I was like, get the fuck out of my store right now. And I said, I said, you sit, I said, you come any closer, I'm calling the cops, because I see your truck right there, I will, I will turn on your license plate. I said, fucking drive. And I was like on a swearing binge, I said, I was not having it, and it's like, it was already a shitty day. I didn't care if people treat me like shit, but the moment you start treating my coworkers like shit, uh, like that's a whole different problem game. So he left. He didn't say anything else, and then a few people in the line were like, you know, hey, res- you know, respect, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's good that you stood up for people. And there one of the people was like a cab I was like a regular person. Every time he came in after that, he's like, he always had to say, I always remember that day that you kicked that one person out, and it was just so funny, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that one of my proudest moments, but, you know, I did what I needed to do, because, like, you're coming for somebody i work with and you were a shitty person to her in the first place so you know i did what i needed to do yeah absolutely i mean being in that same job i worked in a cooler stock in a cooler insert joke here and we've had uh, multiple people multiple customers actually walk into the cooler looking for a beer looking for a soda and what i learned to do now let me pull back the curtain here on the fourth wall i have literally yelled and cussed out customers who walked into the cooler 
Because number one, nobody can hear me. They can't hear them. And what are they going to do? Are they going to tell my manager I yelled at them and cussed at them because they walked into my realm, my cooler, to find a beard they're not supposed to? Yeah, more, more, more than one occasion. I've had a nice little swearing session at a customer, scaring him half to death, you know, putting on my angry black face and scaring him out. Tremendous times. Sometimes I miss that job, but more often than not, no. That job made me miserable and just not a good person, and I'm very glad I got out of that. So, I mean, and the thing is, like, well, I mean, we've talked about this ages ago, but, you know, I'm glad I, I got out because I, you know, I, I, I truly believe I was a really hard, good worker there, and the people that were above us, I'm pretty sure, just took advantage of that. And then the moment, the second I was no longer useful, they were just like, Ashley who? Oh. So it was just, you know, I'm glad I got away from there. And I, I never want to go back. It's, I've had offers from, you know, when I worked at other financial institutions, people that own gas stations, they're like, oh, you know, come be an employee for us. Uh-huh, no. Yeah, but you wouldn't be doing that. You'd be a manager and you could be working in the back and doing the front. I was like, nope. Nope, because I know how that works. It all takes is one day for things to be out of stock. Or, I'm sorry, not out of stock, but an you know, employee calls out, and guess who's stuck to help me? And Ashley don't want to do that. So, no, thank you. Oh, no, I've, I've had offers to go back. Um, that's a job that I actually walked out of. Not one of my proudest moments, but I walked out of it. And what's really bizarre is I don't go back there a lot. Maybe once a month I go back to get gas or just get something to snack on and I see the people who are still there and they're, they are not the same people they're like a shell of their former selves and they are very bitter and snarky towards me because I left it's like I escaped the mental ward and they're stuck there and they can't go anywhere else and it's really it's, it's really bizarre because I've approached and said hi to person a and person A would look at me with just this disdain, like, how dare you come back here? And I just smile because that place didn't make me happy. It was very, very, as the kids would say, toxic. It was a very toxic environment. There was no room for growth. And it just didn't really uh, fit my future. It didn't really fit who I was. And for the people that do stick around, good for them. I, you know, I hope they're making a decent living and they're happy. But I just didn't understand the anger towards me because I didn't do anything personally to them. Um, well, I haven't had that like look from anybody, but I've been there and there is, you know, a person at, you know, the location that's closest to where you live. And like, I've seen her there and I still see, you know, she's still there after all this time. And um, I've constantly, I have offered her, I'm like, I work for the other location is hiring you could do that job better hours better benefits way better pay and she just never wants to take it like and I understand sometimes people just get you know stuck in the job or it's the routine or whatever it may be but like I still see her there and we are friends on social media and I see the posts that complain about these things and I'm like you know I could only you know hand out and offer a suggestion to help so much and you continue to stay like that and that's on you um i mean i know what it's like to work for places that makes me miserable uh, i think the one i like i've put 
uh, the one was when I worked at a hotel. I was only there for maybe eight months. And the guy that owned the place was a complete asshole. He was miserable. He was, he fired like maids left and right. He was constantly replacing people. No one knew that he hired. I was actually the longest person that was new that stayed as long as I did. Um, and I worked the front desk. I wasn't a maid, but the maids were just a constant turn, turning table. And he was racist as hell. I remember, um, what was it? So there was never a rule that, oh, someone shows up to go visit someone that's staying in a room that they have to stay in the lobby and wait for the person to come get them. That has never been a rule. So I'm walking around the hotel, checking in on the housekeepers, making sure, you know, like what's done so far and whatnot, you know, because I do this like a couple times throughout the morning. And he call, he's blowing up my cell phone. He's like, Ashley, Ashley, there's this woman. She was here in the lobby and I told her to wait here until her friend come get her and she and she left anyway. You need to go find her right now. She went upstairs. And I'm like, go upstairs. I'm like, oh God, like did someone do something wrong? Like I didn't understand the context of it. I'm like, okay, and I'm like, who am I looking for? He's like, oh, she, she's a black woman, like long hair and she's wearing this type of outfit. And I told her to stay here and she was not allowed to go anywhere until someone came and got her. And I just, and he's like, I said, okay, well, I don't see anyone up here. Like, I, I'm like on the second floor, and the way that he said the area that she should be at, I said, I don't see anyone up here. He's like, okay, well, you need to start knocking on rooms then until you find her. I'm like, I am not doing that. And I hung up the phone, I came back upstairs. He's like, cool, why aren't you going to go find her? I said, but dude, dude, I am white. Do you think it's gonna look good on me or this hotel by randomly knocking on doors? Like, hey, did a black woman come up here? We're looking for her. Yeah, that's gonna be great. And I said, you want to find her that badly? You go up there and you go ask her. You're the general manager. I'm not doing that. I still make ground with them. And I hated them too because sexual harassment happened all the time here. So, like, where the location is, it's closest to, you know, the, like, that big base thing that we, that we live not too far from. And... So we had contractors that would stay months at a time, Monday through Friday, and they would have like this own section of the hotel that was all for their rooms because their company paid for those rooms for like the, that time. And these guys would be like flirting assholes. Every night they're drunk. Every night, like they're doing something provocative. And every night they come to the front desk and they're trying to flirt. And they're trying to say, oh, you can come back to my room when you get off work. I'm like, yeah, no. And there's times like my ass was smacked. There's time that a guy flat out grabbed me. Like when I went to go pull, close the pool and he's sitting like in front of, on the picnic table. I walked past him. He grabbed me, pulled me in his lap. And this shit, I hated. I And like when you tell him, he doesn't care. He, it's about the money for him. He's like, okay, next time don't walk so close to him. Uh, oh, well, don't worry about it. Like, did he do anything more serious? Did he take off your clothes? No, you're fine. Like shit like that. Um... I think, I don't know, again, and he made people, like, employees cry. He actually made hotel guests cry. And I don't know what was my breaking point, but I think I was just so fed up over it that my husband left to go visit his country, like he usually does every year, to go see his family. And it was, I went and dropped him off at the airport. And when I got home, I just, I was like, you know what? Fuck that place. I don't care about it anymore. <laughs> And I called the, and then this, by this time it was at night, and I called the guy that worked that night. I said, hey, I'm not going to be coming in tomorrow. He says, oh, are you sick? I'm like, no, I'm just not going in at all, anymore. 
ever. Bye. He's like, you know what? He's like, you know what? Good for you. So, um, oh, and that's another thing about this dude. So towards like maybe the last three, four months of me being there, um, his son and daughter-in-law came from India to move, to be, to live there for like a certain amount of time. I don't know the whole story, but basically I felt bad for the, for the daughter-in-law because she was like pretty much like running a business in India. She was doing really well, but I guess the son wasn't. And of course my boss, which was the son's dad, convinced them to come over. So she went from being this very important person to she's being treated like shit. And so she was talking to me and we were being friends, but at the same time, I didn't trust her. So like when I quit, I just, I wasn't talking to her either. I blocked all their numbers. So I did feel bad about her in that sense, but the son was always trying to flirt with me. He always made eyes with me when he came to, and I never felt comfortable being alone with him. I never did. So I wouldn't be, because in the back office, there's no cameras. In the front desk area, there's a camera. So when, if it's like at night, because they lived on the property, I would not be in that back office. If he happened to walk back there, I immediately was like right at the front desk. I, I wanted to be like, I did not feel comfortable with them. And it's just, he was just so creepy. And a part of me, like how he would talk to me and say things to me, and part of me is just like, dude, you literally have a wife and a, and a child. And it was just, it, I, ugh, I hated being there so badly. And again, when I quit, I immediately blocked that guy's number. I blocked all their numbers. And I was like, I am done with that place. I am never going back. And, and yeah, it, that was just definitely an experience in its own. Well, I mean, I told I told my girlfriend at the time before I walked out of that particular job. I remember um, they wanted everyone on staff to take an early break because the corporate heads were going to come in soon and take a look at the uh, that particular store on Beachside, and they commanded everybody. They asked commanded everybody to take a break here and there, and they were being very rude and very nasty and unprofessional, and and I. Uh, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go outside to, to my car and grab something. And I called my girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, I'm going to walk out. Do you have my back? And she's like, of course. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break and go home and take a nap. I went back in, told my boss. I'm like, okay, well, I'll take my break first. And that person proceeded to say, well, hurry back. We have things to do. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Went home, took a nap. And my phone was blowing up from my manager at the time and my district manager at the time. And granted, I could have left a better way. I could have did things better. But at the time, being you know mentally sick and going through all of that all of that toxicity in that place, I just couldn't take it anymore. It was for the better. And fast forward years later, where I'm at right now is tremendous. And I don't regret looking back at all. Yeah. Um, that's of course workplaces am I right I mean that's like the last place I was at the financial institution it got became so toxic over time and at the end of it I was just like at my end and where I'm at now it's a lot better I mean of course not every job is perfect it has some things I'm kind of annoyed with but nothing where it's just like oh I hate this place it's just nothing has happened yet and hopefully nothing happens anytime soon where I'm just like I hate this place it sucks um, I just want to leave, uh, and no, I mean, 
again, it has its few annoyances, but other than that, I'm okay with it. It, I, I literally, I, I'm sorry, literally, I legit very much appreciate and everyone I work with because I happen to work with like a good team of all these girls and it's it's I'm just about every day there's like no drama that starts between us that you know nothing about that that you have to worry about and that's like another thing I appreciate is I went into this job thinking oh I'm gonna be going to the branch full with nothing but females and well one there's one person there that identifies as they so I keep roping them into females and so it's just I went in thinking oh my god it's gonna be nothing but drama it's gonna be miserable there because it's a bunch of you know females and whatnot and I I'm glad to say that I'm disappointed like I'm glad that I didn't you know I was proven wrong because again how rare is it that you go to a workplace and everybody gets along and everyone just likes each other and that is true um, I've been very lucky blessed fortunate whenever whatever word you want to use for that but I do have something, uh, I do have a surprise for you, you know, just to change the, the tone of the show a little bit. So I'm going to say, Ashford, guess what? What? Wow, that was so just exciting in your voice. Um, I'll try this again. Ashford, guess what? Oh my God, what, Adrian? Yeah, that was fake. Anyhow, um, <laughs> we are on a new platform. What platform is this one? We are on Samsung Podcast. Did not know Sam did not know Samsung had had a podcast forum, but they do. So we are now on Samsung Podcast. The link will be in the description below. Anyone can sign up. We advise everyone to sign up, to subscribe, everything of the sort, because this makes it, I think, number fourteen. I think, and uh, yeah. So we're on another spot, so people can hear us now on their Samsung phones or a Samsung app. It's so weird, but congratulations. All right, yeah. That's a, that's a really cool job. Um, cool job. Cool thing for us to be on team platforms. Um, another platform to cause mayhem and chaos and people having their ears bleed as they listen to this podcast. It's worth it, though. I really think it's worth it. <laughs> and thanks to you, we're, we're just keep on going. So now... As we just creep over to another part of our show, well, excuse me, excuse me, your show. When it's our show, it's quit saying it's my show. It is our show. Just by putting my name in the title, you are my co-host. You're not my guest. You are my co-host. I I literally introduce you as my co-host every week. It is our show. <laughs> Say it with me. Our show. Okay, and because it's our show, you can write you can write the synopsis next. Uh-oh, absolutely not. This is your show. Brood of all Ashley. Ha ha. Oh, so, okay, my question to you is, when do you want to do a live Twitch stream for everyone? Oh, never. Come on. This is the next step. Nowhere the in next, the near future. The next because I do not want to be on camera for the time being. Um... I mean, I know we've probably talked about this in another episode, but just to reiterate that I lost a, like, I lost 75% of my hair from having COVID last year, and my body went through a lot, so I lost a lot of my hair, and um, with my eating disorder and everything, I am not comfortable with my appearance. Actually, it, I really don't like to be photographed for the time being, even at work. 
I actually made it a thing. The So the beginning of this job, there's actually a document that you can sign, like, you know, when your photo gets taken, you know, do you want to be part of marketing and things like that? And if you sign, you sign, you can sign it and say either you want to be on it or you don't want to be on it. So I don't want to be that person who says, oh no, you know, it's an HR thing. You can't photograph me. So ever since I started and all this stuff is going on with my hair, my hair loss and whatnot, and people asked for me to be photographed. Like, oh, we should have your picture on the wall for our employees. Or, oh, let's take a Christmas photo together. And I always say no. I, or let's be in the next marketing video. And I always opt out. And I just always joke, you know, the camera hates me. I, you know, I just always push it off. Well, with my job, a couple days a week, we go and work at, um, at a school. And, you know, we help, you know, with students there with financial things and whatnot. And... So someone with, a, with our company came, was taking pictures for marketing purposes. And I didn't realize this until, you know, she was showing me pictures on her phone that he sent to her. And I'm in these photos and I am definitely not comfortable with this. I'm not okay with it. I definitely don't like how I look. And I immediately told her, I said, no, no, no. I said, these cannot go up. And she's like, no, you're fine. You look fine. And I, and I told her, I said, listen, these really cannot go up. I said, I signed a document with you. I said, I don't want to be that person. I've never said this before, but she was actually my manager too. I said, but there's actually a document on file that I am not okay with being photographed for the purpose of marketing or for anything. I said, you know how I feel about my hair. You know how I feel about my body state at the moment. I do not want to be photographed. And she's like, okay, let me tell him. And it wasn't a big thing. She wasn't upset or like, oh, fine. She completely was like, oh my God, yeah, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. I said, well, I never wanted to make it a huge thing. I didn't want to be that person like, oh, don't do this. I'm telling HR on you. No, it's just, please understand when I say I am not comfortable with how I look. People can tell me, like, oh, you're still pretty. Oh, you're fine. Listen, I appreciate it, but I'm still at the end of the day not happy with myself. So when you ask about doing a live show, I don't know. Uh, because for the time being, I don't want to be on camera because I am not comfortable with my parents. Well, no worries, and I'll respect that because I'm ugly, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, I'm, you know, I mean, I might put a mask on or something, a wrestling mask. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but, you know, but that's something down the line. That's something a more evolution of the show. And whenever you're ready, so the root of all Ashley will go live one of these days. The Walker AC experience, I will give that a shot, and I'll see if I can scare little children. So it, it'd be great. So as we continue on with the show. <laughs> What has been, you know, the good part of of last month for you? Because we're into April, and I don't know if you heard my last show or not. April's a really kind of a rough month for me. And no, I'm not going to ask you what rough months are for you, because that's, you know, that's a very personal thing to ask. But what are your, what are your best months? That, you my know, best months? Yeah. I don't... I don't think I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I really have any. I always just focus on my worst months. So, and then the rest of the months, they just, they just kind of exist. So I, you know, I don't really know for, for myself, what's a good month. Um, maybe I want to stay the summer because I get to go to the Springs and stuff more. Um, but at the same time, I'm not really doing anything. It's because it's so hot. Well, I don't travel during the summer, so I just, I guess I just have bad months, and then all the other months are just like, eh. 
Well, I'm trying to think my best month will be December. And, and not because of not because of, not because of Christmas or anything, just because of the whole restart of the new year. So that's something that I look forward to. Because I'm not gonna lie, I'm a huge Christmas buff. I know me, big manly guy. Yeah, absolutely I am. Um, but I'm just trying to keep something lighthearted in the show because you know, we're back to the serious aspect of the show, so I want to be something goofy. So I need a good Ashley Dad joke. Not that we're ending the show yet, but I need something just to kind of tip the scales a little bit. Oh, man. Because uh, I had a pun written down because I have to pre-plan what I'm going to say because I'm not good at being on the spot. Uh, <laughs> okay, I have one, but it's very inappropriate. Are you ready for it? Gee, let me think. The last show she mentioned her boobs. This show she cussed this up a is, whole. This, is this, very bad. this show this she is cussed very a lot, bad. and the show before that she talked about balloon fetishes. So I, I think I can handle what, what you got. I warned you. All right. What do you call it when you have sex with a woman that's had a lot of abortions? What? A boneyard smash. <sighs> or a graveyard smash, whichever way you prefer. I actually like that. Now, hate mail starts in three, two... Yes, absolutely, so... <laughs> or people that were intrigued by that, because I support women's rights. Do whatever you want to do, whether I agree with it or not. You're going to do what you want. Don't care. And so you know how women have baby showers? Well, if you decide to have the fetus kick rocks, but you want to throw your own party, the perfect snack will be jelly donuts. The views of the Ashley Majestic Show, it's not necessarily reflect the views of Ashley... Adrian or his affiliates. Okay, sorry, I just had to get the legal stuff out of the way just in case. Canceled, I don't know what will. <laughs> oh, please. We've heard worse. We're so not going to get canceled. Not worried about that. If that was a case, I would have got canceled years ago in this show. Never going to happen. And so, just a couple of rapid fire questions for you before we put a capper on here. Where do you want to see your show go? I'm just curious. Just throwing it out there. I don't know. Um, hopefully it picks up more and we get more people and just see it go from there because in the meantime, I'm just enjoying it as it is. And as I just said, if it picks up more people, it gains a little bit more traction, you know, that's going to be a good thing and a bad thing because again, we have some episodes and some jokes like ones I just told that um, may come back to home to us with today's PC culture. So part of me is just like, okay, I hope we blow up. And at the same time, I'm like, man, I really hope we don't blow up because... I just, I don't, I don't like the idea of being so famous that no matter what I say, everyone on the internet takes it so serious. I just want to be like right there in the medium where, you know, we have enough followers where, you know, it's just, it makes it fun, but I don't want to be overly popular where I get millions of people. I mean, earning income from doing that, it would be great. But at the same time comes the price where you will have no privacy. And again, I say the slightest thing and it's all over social media and everyone's opinions. And again, I don't care. It's just, I don't want to deal with it. That's the thing. I don't want to deal with any of it. Someone's like, oh, Ashley, what's your comments on this? Oh, Ashley, the people are saying this, that you have to do this and you have to apologize. What are your, what, what do you have to say about that? And I was like, go fuck yourself. I mean, it's going to get worse. So I, so I'm like, I have a hate-love relationship with where I want this to go. I don't mind in the least bit. And I'm going to go there. So just buckle up, folks. I'm going to go there. I'm a black man. 
I'm 45 years old, about to be 46 this year. I've been through everything. I've heard everything. I've suffered through everything. So it does not bother me whether I have fame, which I have a titch, a little bit of fame. I've, I realized that I'm not going to die clean. And what I mean by that is if I stay at this monicum of success and someone digs back into the archives and, you know, says, oh, you know, Adrian made a booby joke. I, no, I don't care about getting canceled because I don't believe in it, number one. Number two, it's it's fiction. It's something made up. So I do not mind having somebody dig into my files and, and finding something on me because in all reality, we've all done something that we're not proud of or we said something or we wrote something that it was what it was. Whether we were stupid kids, stupid teens, stupid adults, it's whatever it is. And this show is for everyone. This show is an open forum. This show is uncensored. So no matter what anybody can find on me, it does not bother me because I can give two French fried titty fucks about who likes me and who doesn't like me, especially when it comes to my podcast or your podcast, all about freedom of speech and having a good time. It's a tremendous thing to know that there's this little thing called an off button. And if they don't like what we have to say, they can just not listen. We have followers. Did you know that we have followers in Colombia? I think I remember you telling me this before. Yes, we have followers in Colombia, in the UK, of all places, Alaska, and people listen to us all over. So I would like to imagine that we're doing something right. I mean, people love you, so you're doing something right. Or this person really has nothing else to do, but like, well, I'm bored. What? I feel sorry for the person who listens to music while they're playing Elden Ring, whatever they're doing. Well, like I said, we're doing something right. You know, so I think that uh, I, I, I am not afraid to uh, pass on with dirty hands. It's okay. Because mm-hmm. it's just words. It's just jokes. It's nothing too heavy. Lighten up people. It's going to be okay. So that's what I mean is I'm I'm right there with you, but I just top it off with I don't want to deal with it. That's where I'm at. Is I just I, I don't I like being my peaceful bubble. You know how I am with like how stable my mental health is already. So when more stress piles on, I'm like oh my god, leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to hear it. What are you doing? Like you have a problem with it? That's that's your own like that's your own thing. Like I am not responsible for your thoughts and feelings. So. You know, it's just, again, not wanting to deal with it. It's just, bleh. <laughs> well, it's definitely a beautiful thing. That's probably why I don't like it when people tell me their business when I'm at work. And they're like, oh, well, you know, well, I'm busy doing something for them. They're like, oh, well, did I tell you the time where this just happened? Or, oh, my God, this is what just happened with my friend last night. And she was telling me this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, I don't care. <laughs> Well, it's sad to say that we have this personality about us where people can tell us their lives about DNA on from this afternoon. So it's okay. You're a very private person. I'm an extremely private person. So if anyone can dig up dirt on me, by all means, bring it on because I would love to hear it. I mean, I would love to hear about all my transgressions and things that I've said and done over the years because to me it's entertainment. Especially if it happened 15 or 20 years ago because I was an idiot back then. So... I would love to hear it, just like watching a TV show, but I digress. Anything you have finally to say to all of our fans out there, anything you have going on, what's on your mind, this is your show, so 
have at it. The last part's all yours. Nothing's really on my mind. Uh, you know, we, we haven't said this in the last few episodes. Uh, I've actually just thought about this, but you know, we have to go back to the motto, which is don't be a dick and hoe is life. So, you know, especially emphasize on don't be a fucking dick. Just, just don't. If, if you're going to be a dick, then I hope you step on a bunch of Legos for every day of your life. And, um, uh, yeah, and you can find me on Majestic Nerd Lady at Instagram. As I've always said, that's the only handle you're ever going to find me on. You're not going to find me on any other social media because I don't use anything else. Uh, Snapchat is private. I don't use Facebook. I don't use Twitter. I don't use anything else. So Instagram is what you're dealing with, Majestic Nerd Lady. And you can also follow the root of all Ashley on Instagram, even though it's not active at the moment, it is there for when I finally decide to start putting stuff on there. Uh, Majorana, where can people find you or do you have any final thoughts? Well, of course you can find me <clears throat> on all the platforms out there. You can find us on all the other platforms out there, whether it be Spotify, whether it be Pandora, the Stitcher app, always look for the Walker AC experience. That's where you can find the root of all Ashley, Cerberus, Miss Bradley, very soon, Jeff's new show. Doesn't have a name yet, but it's going to be Jeff's new show. And everything else in between. And, of course, you can find us on one more app, Samsung Podcast. We're going to have a link in the show title below. We'd like to thank another great episode of the Ashley. See, I almost said Ashley Majestic Show. Oh, my good Lord. Where have I been? The Root of All Ashley. Thank you guys so much for listening. And, of course, we can't end without something special from you so by all means give us one more one more horrible one all right well okay why did spider-man's evil twin fail his driver's test okay why he was a bad parallel parker <sighs> good night everyone there it is <laughs> good night everybody